0: We're here in what's kind of a retreat for you, a place which I imagine you don't see that often. Do you have any idea how, how big a star you are in your hometown? Uh, no. Do you <laughs> know that when you appear on screen in stripes, I've been told that people cheer? They say, there's John Candy, our hero. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice to hear. Does any, is nice. any of that sinking in, or is it just weird? It's very, it's very weird, you know. Uh, it's hard to relate to. I still have to change the kitty litter every night. (laughs) Every three days. A week, okay, once a week I change the kitty litter. How are you doing? Welcome to the Geeky Retro Nerd show. My name is Adam and I am a Geeky Retro Nerd. And as always, this podcast is sponsored by the wonderful guys at truffleshuffle.com. If you head on over to the website, you will see that they have a lot of retro gifts and T-shirts based on all your favourite retro movies, cartoons, you name it, they've got it. And if you you go on over and you use my personal discount code of GRNS15, GRNS15, if you spend £25 or more, you get a 15% discount. So cracking deal, everybody's a winner. Um, Thanks for listening. Uh, did you miss us i've been away for a couple of weeks did you notice <laughs> i don't think i don't think i gave any notice that i was going to have a couple of weeks off i was just knackered absolutely knackered i don't think i realized at the start how much of a challenge it is um to put out a podcast every week it's bloody hard work especially when i'm doing the star wars one as well so um i've had a couple of weeks off what have i been up to well a couple of weekends ago um i was volunteering for CHAZ, which is a, a, a children's charity here in Scotland, children's hospices across Scotland. And they care for children who have life-shortening conditions. And every year they have a, a comic con, a sci-fi con. And that was a couple of weekends ago, and I was I was volunteering at it. And it was there was some cracking guests there. There was Peter Capaldi, Warwick Davis, um, who else was there? Uh, Peter Davison, who was another Doctor Who. And there was people from Star Wars and it was just great. It was a great time. It was on for three days. I was there every day and I was knackered, but I managed to get out um, a couple of live episodes. So I hope you check those out. Um, And then last weekend, a week past Friday, uh, was my uh, screening of Big Trouble in Little China in Edinburgh. And that went great, sold over 130 tickets. I managed to get two uh, lovely lasses who Cosplayers who dress as Miao Yin and Gracie Law from the movie that had cracking outfits. Um, I I managed to track it down. I met them last year at Scotland Comic Con and I had my picture taken with them. And when I was setting up the Big Trouble in Little China screen, I was thinking, wouldn't it be good if I could get a hold of them to to, to turn up so people can get their photographs taken? So I put out a play on Twitter and um, Facebook. Uh, and i never got a reply no, nobody knew who they were until the week before the screening when one of the girls commented on the photo saying oh that's me and my sister so it was good timing. i managed to get a hold of them they came um people loved it they were getting pictures taken with them everybody loved the screening had a cracking night it was really really good i'm so glad i did it and i'm gonna do some more so stay tuned to find out about that but anyway right i'm back. And a couple of days ago, I decided I was going to do a John Candy top five. So I put something out on Twitter um, asking for your top five John Candy movies. And I didn't actually realise when I put that out that um, today, March the 4th, 2019, is the anniversary of John Candy's death. So I thought, well... You know, a bit of a coincidence, um, not a happy coincidence, you know, the guy, the guy unfortunately died. But when I was a kid um, watching movies, um, especially like in the late 80s, early 90s, John Candy was huge, wasn't he? He was absolutely massive and he was in all the films that I loved, um, you know, and, and a, a lot of standout appearances in those movies, and when I put the thing out on Twitter asking, you know, what's your what's your favorite John Candy film? You forget. Well, I kind of forgot. We don't forget because it I sort of goes to the back of your mind. Um, you know, he was he was a star and and featured heavily in a lot of the films, but some of them he made just like a cameo or a small appearance, and you're like, oh god, yeah, he was in that. I forgot he was in that, and yeah, he was in that, and everything he's in, he's absolutely. Brilliant. So what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to go through the top five John Candy movies um, and see what you think. Do you agree? Well, it's you guys on Twitter who have um, sort of decided what this top five looks like. Um, But first, I just wanted to talk about John Candy a little bit. You know, Um, so John Franklin Candy, he's born on October the 31st, 1950, and he was a Canadian comedian and actor, obviously, known mainly for his work in Hollywood films, and Candy rose to fame as a member of the Toronto branch of the Second City and its related Second City television series. And through his appearances in such comedy films as Stripes, Splash, Cool Runnings, Summer Rental, Home Alone, The Great Outdoors, Spaceballs, Uncle Buck, and a couple of more dramatic roles as well in Only the Lonely and GFK. Um, one of his most renowned on-screen performances was as Del Griffith, the talkative shower curtain ring salesman in the John Hughes comedy Planes, Trains and Automobiles. Is that in the top five? You'll have to keep listening and find out. Um, but while filming the Western parody Wagons East... Candy unfortunately died of a heart attack in Durango, Mexico on March the 4th 1994 and he was aged only 43, he was only 43 years old. Um, His final two films, Wagons East and Canadian Bacon are dedicated to his memory. So what have we got as his top five? Let's dive straight in. Number five is this. Oh uh, he's gone. Oh he's gone. Oh, all right. All right, great. It's vacation time for outdoorsy Chicago man Chet Ripley, who's John Candy, along with his wife, Connie, Stephanie Farrisey, and their two kids, Buck and Ben. But a serene weekend of fishing at a Wisconsin lakeside cabin gets crashed by Connie's obnoxious brother-in-law, Roman Craig, Dan Aykroyd, and his wife, Kate, and Annette Benning, and the couple's two daughters. As the excursion wears on, the Ripleys find themselves at odds with the stuffy Craig family and that is of course the great outdoors released on the 17th of june 1988 it's got 6.6 out of 10 on imdb 40 percent on rotten tomatoes and only 24 percent on metacritic what the hell's going on should be 100 uh, percent. but what a movie it was on a lot in my house when i was a kid um, absolutely loved it and that scene there uh, i think that was my favorite scene where um john candy ends up water skiing <laughs> by mistake And as you can hear, he's going, you bastard, you bastard. And uh, Dan Dan right in the boat saying, what's he saying? You bastard. What's he saying? You bastard. I think he's saying he wants to go faster. (laughs) So he starts going faster. Classic. And like I say, used to watch it all the time. One of John Candy's, one of his most memorable starring roles in a movie. Absolutely cracking. And on Twitter, This got a hell of a lot of mentions, and it's it's a a well-loved movie uh, to my followers on Twitter. So number five is The Great Outdoors. So what's at number four? This. Acknowledge, please. Acknowledge, please. Where are you? It's okay, Jack. It's not okay. I got a small plane here. I don't know where it is. Jack, a fly landed on your screen. Look, Jack, you've been landing planes for 13 years. Face it, you're burned out. You need this rest. So Jack Chester's taking that lead. Oh, this is great. Renting a beach house. 415, this is it. And getting the oh, family ready for the best month of their lives. Oh, 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 oh. Is yeah. oh. the milk, please? Yeah. Thank you. Quiet and secluded. Come on, get out of here. With outstanding facilities. Sit down, work. all right. All right perfectly situated hey, in a friendly neighborhood. What do you think of these? Similar? I just got them. Who had them before you? <laughs> John Candy's gonna discover what a month in paradise what? Open door. is all about. Summer rental. Overworked air traffic controller Jack Chester, John Candy, is given four paid weeks off as an alternative to being fired after nearly causing a mid-air collision on the job and having an outburst over what turned out to be a fly covering a radar blip. He uses his time off to take his wife, Sandy, and children, Jennifer... Bobby and Laurie on a summer vacation from the Atlanta area to the Gulf Coast resort town of Citrus Cove, Florida, where they are beset by a never ending barrage of problems. So it's a fairly standard story in summer rental. It's quite typical of a, you know, guy stressed out at work starts making mistakes. So he's told to take leave and he takes his family away on an extended vacation for the summer. And it's just one thing after another. Goes wrong, and and I watched it the other night actually, Um, and for the for the millionth time. And Candy's comedy in it is just absolutely effortless, and it's a brilliant film. Although the scores on the doors online suggest otherwise, IMDb has a six point three out of ten, Metacritic has thirty eight percent, and Rotten Tomatoes has an incredibly low thirteen percent. Now, it was released in 1985, so I was five at the time. So I probably didn't see it until later on. But those those scores are very, very low. Um, And what's interesting about Summer Rental, actually, is um, Alan Silvestri did the score for it which I didn't realise until the other night when I watched it again and I saw Alan Silvestri's name on the credits. But my favourite bit in that movie is actually in the trailer there as well, when he goes to the lass's house uh, or shack or hut or whatever it is and she lifts off her bikini top and she says, what do you think of these? And he says, similar. (laughs) She says, I've just got them. And he says, who had them before you? (laughs) Like I say, the comedy is just totally effortless from John Carney's one calamity after another that he has to deal with. But again, loads and loads and loads of you voted for this movie on uh, Twitter. So that's why it gets in number four on this list. So what's at number three? Let's have a look. Make sure you keep your hands on the handlebars at all times. We don't want any accidents. Is that a real gunball? I don't know, Rusty, but when this is all over, your father may be going away for a little while. Boy, I sure am bushed. Have you had enough yet, sir? What do you mean, bushed? Where are the big rides? The big ones? Screamy, baby. Let's go. Get in the front. Come on. Come on, Rusty. Has your father ever killed anyone before? Oh, just a dog. Oh, and my Aunt Edna. Hey, you can't prove that, Rusty. Rusty, may I call you Rusty? I had a bad experience on this ride once before. What happened? I threw up. Accompanied by their children... Clark Griswold and his wife Ellen are driving from Illinois to a California amusement park. As Clark increasingly fixates on a beautiful woman driving a sports car, the Griswolds deal with car problems and the death of a family member. They reach Los Angeles, but when Clark worries that the trip is being derailed again, he acts impulsively to get his family to the park. Um, <laughs> National lampoon's vacation. It's a brilliant movie, isn't it? And, um the the icing on the cake, or the cherry on the top, if you like, is getting John Candy in that role at the end. He's absolutely brilliant, isn't he? And, and it's only a tiny little role, but he absolutely nails it. So already a fantastic movie. Uh, right at the end, we'll get that cherry with John Candy. And um, National Lampoon's Vacation has 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb. Rotten Tomatoes, 93%, whoa, and only 55% on Metacritic. And as well, I think John Candy has pretty close to the best line in that whole movie. Sorry, folks, park's closed. The moose out front should have told you. Absolutely fantastic line, isn't it? Hilarious as a kid. Well, as an adult now, I absolutely love it. I find it absolutely hilarious. But when I was digging around for this, um, looking for some bits and bobs, there was actually an alternative ending for National Lampoon's Vacation. We nearly didn't get John Candy in this movie at all. Um, So uh, obviously it was written by um, John Hughes. And John Hughes concluded the tortuous Griswold vacation by depicting Clark driving a Roy Wally's home, bursting in, shooting him in the leg and then forcing Wally and his cohorts to sing and dance at gunpoint. Griswold was then taken to jail. I'm not surprised. Um, Harold Ramis shot it as written, but test audiences on the Warner Lot proved what Hughes suspected, that a home invasion wasn't going to play on film. So he rewrote the ending, um the Griswolds enjoying their own private, bloodless Wally World experience and Ramos hired Candy to play a security guard for reshoots. So we have the we have the Warner test audiences to thank for John Movie putting the cherry on the top of National Lampoons Vacation. So that's number three. What's at number two? Here we go. Where do you live? City. Do you have a house? Apartment. Want no rent? Rent. What do you do for a living? Lots of things. Where's your office? I don't have one. How come? I don't need one. Where's your wife? Don't have one. How come? It's a long story. Do you have kids? No, I don't. How come? It's an even longer story. Are you my dad's brother? I'm your dad's brother, all right. Buck Russell had always been the black sheep of the family. Oh, I'm stunned that I'm related to you until one night. Buck, we have a problem with the kids. We're stuck for somebody to watch them. Oh, please, not that. Can we trust him? My brother, for God's sake. I won't let him get into that Satan stuff or any of the new chicks. I'll leave that for me. Wow, (laughs) Wow. Wow. I'm kidding, huh? Now, he's making them breakfast. Cigar? No, thanks. Making them lunch. (laughs) And making them crazy. (laughs) Irresistible. And I want to ask okay. you why I'm so attracted to you. I, I wouldn't even guess at that. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, He's unbelievable. Oh, I'm Anita Horga. Oh I'm Buck Melanoma. Molly Russell's wart. He's... Would you just... John Candy. Give me, give me as Uncle Buck. What does he like to drink? I've been leaving the, the toilet seats so. up. Is that what the blue water is? It's not good for him, huh? Uncle Buck. The new comedy from John Hughes. You have much more hair on your nose than my dad. How nice of you to notice. I'm a kid, that's my job. Coming soon to a theatre near you. When Cindy and her husband Bob have to leave town for a family emergency, there is only one person available to babysit for their three kids. Bob's lazy, carefree brother Buck, who of course is played by John Candy. While he immediately gets along with the two younger children, who uh, are played by Gabby Hoffman and, of course, Macaulay Culkin. Buck must change his bachelor lifestyle if he wants to be a responsible caregiver for the angst-filled teenager, Tia. And released in the 16th of August, 1989, Uncle Buck has a score of 7 out of 10 on IMDb, 3 out of 5 on Radio Times, and 51% on Metacritic. Uncle Buck... What a brilliant film. What can you say about Uncle Buck? It was on all the time in my house. I loved it. Um, I think, I am I try to remember if I'd seen it before I'd seen Home Alone, because I'd imagine that, you know, once, once every person on the planet had seen Home Alone, uh, you would have went looking for other things that Macaulay Culkin was in. You know, Macaulay Culkin's is pretty good in this Home Alone. What else is he in? Uncle Buck, right? Let's check it out. I, did, I I bet I did watch it before Home Alone. I bet I did, but I can't remember. Um, but when I was looking into some uh, bits and pieces about Uncle Buck, I find out some stuff. I found out some stuff that I'm going to tell you about right now. So, like National Lampoon's Vacation, we very, very nearly didn't get John Candy in Uncle Buck, uh, because he wasn't first choice. He was not first choice to play the title role of Uncle Buck. Who was first choice? It was Danny DeVito. Uh, He was originally considered for the role of Uncle Buck. I don't know why he didn't play it, uh, 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 but thankfully we got John Candy, so that's good. Um, John Candy appeared in more movies written or directed by John Hughes than any other actor. Um, Including Uncle Buck, Candy appeared in Vacation, uh, planes, Trains, and Automobiles, The Great Outdoors. She's having a baby. Home Alone and Career Opportunities. Um, also, a scene in Uncle Buck inspired Home Alone. Uncle Buck is only the third theatrically released film story Macaulay Culkin, who shot to stardom a year later thanks to his role in Home Alone, which, like Uncle Buck, of course, was written and produced by John Hughes. And the idea for Home Alone first came to Hughes while Culkin was shooting the scene in Uncle Buck where he interrogates Shanice through the mail slot. Remember that scene in the movie? Well, that inspired Home Alone. So we've got Uncle Buck to thank for Home Alone. Um, Uncle Buck was shot and released in the same year. So Uncle Buck began filming, was released in theatres and also released on home video all within 1989. Um, So there you go. Uncle Buck, um, I mean, loads of you. I think everybody. So on Twitter, people were um, posting that top five. I think everybody said Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck was uh, somewhere in your top five. um, And that's why it's number two on this one. Um, So Uncle Buck at number two. Exciting. We're at number one. What could it possibly be? I think you might know. Del. Why did you kiss my ear? Why are you holding my hand? Where's your other hand? Between two pillows. Those aren't pillows. (laughs) (laughs) Easily excitable Neil Page, played by Steve Martin, is somewhat of a control freak, trying to get home to Chicago to spend Thanksgiving with his wife and kids. His flight is rerouted to a distant city in Kansas because of a freak snowstorm and his sanity begins to fray. Worse yet, he is forced to bunk up with talkative Del Griffith, who is John Candy, whom he finds extremely annoying. Together, they must overcome the insanity of holiday travel to reach their intended destination. And released on 25th of November 1987, Planes, Trains and Automobiles has 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb, 93%. On Rotten Tomatoes and 4 out of 4 by Roger Ebert and I've got to say uh, you got it right on Twitter because this is by far in my opinion John Candy's standout performance the character of Del Griffith is his finest hour uh, absolutely hilarious and not only is it a fine comedy performance from John Candy he shows his whole range in here because we're laughing with him one minute and then the next we're crying with him. Um, I, I don't know if we knew back then that John Candy was so versatile as an actor, not just the comedy side of things. The ending of Planes, Trains and Automobiles is, is, is pretty heartbreaking. You know, you sort of have an inkling, but the ending's pretty pretty much still unexpected when he reveals that his wife's been dead for eight years. And, you know, um, Steve Martin's character, uh, Neil has gone back to the train station to get him. And he's still just sitting there. And, you know, we don't know what he was going to do. He was, he was probably just going to sit there for all of Thanksgiving, but Neil went back to get him. And it's, It's heartbreaking, heartwarming, and John Candy just absolutely nails it. So Planes, Trains and Automobiles is the number one John Candy movie. So I just want to finish this episode with some honourable mentions, some of his movies that didn't make it into the top five. So Home Alone, Cool Runnings, Wagons East, Spaceballs, Stripes, Blues Brothers, Splash, Canadian Bacon, Harry Crumb, um, Armed and Dangerous, Only the Lonely, Brewster's Millions, JFK, Delirious, Little Shop of Horrors. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. He was such a talented fella. Um, you know, anniversary of his death today, 25 years, an incredible shame. But, he—he, he, you know, the big man lives on in these fantastic movies that he left with us to enjoy. Um, so thanks for listening um, tune in to the next episode I don't know what it is yet <laughs> I haven't worked out um, that far ahead but it, no doubt it'll be a gun thanks for listening stay long or anything. Maybe I'll just come in and say hi and then I'll be on my way, all right? Just come on. I want you to meet my father-in-law Walt, my mother-in-law Peg, hi, my mother Joy, hello, my dad Mark. Glad to see you. you doing? Doing? Welcome, Bill. Nice to you guys. Thanks. Neil Jr. my little Jim, Marty, and somewhere around here is my little baby boy, Steph. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>